Hello, my friends. How are you? I am all right. Forest is behind us. City is ahead of us. And yet, if you recall, through breathing and drifting and quieting my mind a little, with your help, we saw that it can be one and the same thing, I think. That's the point, isn't it? It must be the point. To bring the magical forest to the unyielding city, I think. Last week I didn't have the heart to tell you a story. This week I don't really have the heart for the truth. And yet I'll share it nonetheless. I'm on the outskirts of a city. What will happen when I enter? What will I do? Live? Is this where I will become the magician? Or at least incorporate him into my destiny, if that is what is meant for me? What does that mean? Images come in and out of my mind, and I can't say that they're always there for a reason I understand or I'm in command of, because they're not, and I am not. Sometimes they're just there. They just flow in and out, and I'm not sure if I need to learn to trust them, or if I've just decided to, and that's fine. I don't know. I asked my cards what I ought to begin with on this new leg of my journey, whatever it is. Well, I did not ask, but rather, I started the sentence. I will start with. I will start with. I will start with. And I shuffled and shuffled until the answer jumped out. I will start with the Emperor. He is upright. That's unusual. For me it is unusual. He is most often reversed. Not tonight, however. A patriarch. Respect. Authority. Rules. Power. Wisdom. Protection. I like to think that I am beyond this card. Foolishly. This card never appears upright for me. I do not care for establishments and rules and boundaries and such. But I find him to be a bit of a comfort right now. I have just lost a forest. I could use a steady hand on my shoulder. I could use a little guidance. Like the King of Wands who we saw not long ago, this card could mean that I, as the recipient of the card, must step into a role of power and leadership. I recoil at this idea. But on the other hand, the idea of being a source of stability and protection for others is a sweet concept, isn't it? 
or perhaps it means that we have already found ourselves in a position of stability, control, and power in our own lives. Wouldn't that be nice? And does it only require believing it to be so, in order for it to actually be? Indeed, I will start with the Emperor. Perhaps I must accept that I do have the power to make the rules in my own life. I believe that I do. But belief and action are two different things. My heart is heavy, but my vision is clear. And this is another quality of the Emperor. His keen sense of purpose and direction can be a beacon, even to those of us who have disliked him in the past. But I have disregarded the fact that he can speak to our own rules, our own authority, our own soul direction. Undoubtedly, we each need an emperor in our hearts to defend the gates, to dictate what we will and will not stand for, and what ought to be in our world. Boundaries, laws, rules, regulations. I accept them only when it comes to my own temple, and in that regard, I stand up for them quite strongly or at least I am learning to. I will start with the Emperor. My cards told me. In grief, in loss, in catastrophe, in crumbling towers and death and chaos, there is a gift, a little hard-to-find gift. But if we search and search just so, we can find this tiny, humble gift. We learn where pride has crept in and kept us closed up, closed off, and lying to ourselves. If something comes and cracks our foundation, we receive a very important gift. A gift of seeing the opening. Seeing both the blood pouring out, but also the light creeping in. Every flaw can be a vehicle for powerful change. Mine has been in hating this city, in refusing to forgive the world and the fiction of time. I have harbored deep resentment in places where I instead should have offered help, looked for opportunity to change, to improve. But as much as I find myself in a city, I also find within myself, a place, too. A forest, certainly, but a land with its own laws, its own religion, its own structure, its own... empire. The laws of my land, the way I must worship at my church, well, perhaps I am still deciding all of them, but I know for sure that the rule is Honesty. To oneself. To others. To the world. And with that, I hope, will also come the rule of respect. For oneself. For others. For the world. I think that leaves a lot of wiggle room, don't you? I think... 
I think I'm ready for some real work. Or I will be, soon, once I can find a little quiet among the loud cries of pain and anger and frustration in this concrete place. Once I can sit with the uneasiness of fear and loss like an old friend, I will be able to. I'll find a time and a place and a heart for work I must do. Because the Emperor, though he is leading and though I do not think I will be able to lead anyone or anything other than myself, the Emperor knows his primary purpose is to serve. The leader who loses sight of this is a lost soul indeed. This is what I am interested in tonight. Let us begin. I once walked on a long road, a dirt path winding and seemingly never-ending. I walked and I walked and I was not alone, though sometimes I felt as though I was. Sometimes I even spoke about how alone I was. But the truth is that I was never alone. Not even once. For the entire journey. And though my feet hurt, and though I lost treasures and trinkets along the way, a little trail of breadcrumbs, the journey was a worthwhile one for it took me to the outskirts of a city. A city that I feared and loved and hated and longed for, all in equal measure. And even in all the ways in which I knew I was not alone, as in, there were ghostly ears listening to my songs as I went, listening to my selfish musings, my little, self-centered audio diaries bless them, generous of them, kind and sweet ghosts they were. But that is not the only way in which I was not alone, for I had company in the dark stranger who followed the trail of trinkets and treasures I dropped behind me. And though sometimes I forgot he was there, and sometimes I despised him or feared him, or tried to lose him. He followed on and on and on, and despite not always being able to admit it to myself, I could feel my frightful beloved there, and it was a comfort to me. A sad and strange comfort, but a comfort nonetheless. Even if he was a comfort of my own design, and in my selfishness, I forgot that all this time, there is a sacrifice that I am meant to make. Oh dear. I think I've feared this. But then, I fear many things, so why not add one more little terror to the list? My beloved behind me. A horrific city ahead of me, and no more excuses left. Only sacrifice. 
sacrifice of the most freeing, load-lifting kind. And isn't that the most dreadful kind of all? The one where we release everything that has been weighing us down until all that is left is you. Listen to me carefully when I say that I will try to speak the truth. Stories are hard lately. Stories with characters and beginnings and ends. Because the more and more I think of it, the more I realize that there is a larger story. A bigger, much more frightening and much more exciting and much more important story out there. But this one, I don't know the ending of. I wasn't there for the beginning of. The middle is so, so complicated. And I'm, I'm stuck in it with you, frightened and fighting and sighing and sorrowing, but that is not how it needs to be. That is not how it needs to be for us. Tired and lost soul that you are, fearsome and fearful creature that I am. The most frightening thing is the law here. The Emperor's Law that sits in my heart, desiring honesty, seeking truth, demanding a veil be lifted. But I can only demand of myself, not of anyone else. And so, I know what I must do. As I approach the Great Stone Altar, Onyx and shining just like my old throne that I imagined and horrified myself at. What a terrible thing is our own pride. Our own want. Our own lust for power and control and more. More fame, more money, more love, more respect, more, more, more. <sighs> Enough of it. I guess that throne sacrificed itself to make this altar. How lovely, how generous of it. I didn't even ask. I feel something roiling within me. As I look down at myself, pink flesh somehow always seeming brand new and unusual and not quite right. I thought I was green or purple or blue, but it turns out it was... Something more like a, a meeting point, halfway between olive and pink. You're both warm and cool, said someone once to me, and I suppose they are right. I shed my stories last week and discovered underneath all that something very, very human, after all. I thought I was a monster. Turns out, I'm just a person. Turns out I'm just a body. Turns out I'm just flesh and blood and bones, like you, probably. Under all these stories. Under years of wings and fangs and claws. Under years of eyes and twigs and flowers. Under years of magic and fiction and all of it. 
just a person. Just. And yet, I see something moving, undulating, around there, in my guts. How awful. It doesn't hurt, but it's uncomfortable. And I don't like it. I think I see the shape of a hand, stretching the skin, pressing against me, trying to break free, pushing against my esophagus. Is it trying to climb its way out? Grabbing my throat, my voice box, choking at it like a sob caught in there, like sadness, like a cry that can't find its way out. But it does, and I scream, and birds fly over my head. But rather than fly away from me, they swarm above. And I know that they're not abandoning me, not even in whatever change I'm going through. I'm grateful. These things that feel like hands pry my jaws apart from the inside. I wonder if I'm turning into a werewolf, but instead, out comes my fiction, my drive, my desire to tell stories, my pride in my imagination. The things that catch me up and keep me from telling the truth. My lies that keep whoever I really am in its vulnerability and strength and ugliness and beauty, whatever. All of these little lies come up and out. A writhing, strange thing Hideous, because it is exactly containing the kind of prettiness I used to believe I'd have when I grew up. Exactly the size and weight that I imagine I am in my daydreams. Exactly as proud and intelligent in its eyes as I think I am in my darkest confessions. Exactly as cruel as I've ever been to the people I have had the most conflict with in my life. Exactly as kind as I've ever pretended to be to the person I've disliked the most in secrecy. Exactly as distant as the indifference I've ever shown to others who suffer sufferings that are not my sufferings. All my lies in a little terrible creature that is trying desperately to claw its way back inside of me, like a beautiful little parasite, horrible thing. There is a blade here, and I understand that I am meant to destroy it. I understand that something here wants me to bring this blade down upon this little thing of lies. Pretend it never was. Imagine it never came from me. And perhaps I will. And just before the sword falls, an angel will descend from on high and stay my hand. And then what?
No. I think instead I'll just leave it. I may find it yet again on my travels. Maybe she'll find her way back inside and I'll have to fight her to get her out again. But for now, I'm just going to leave her here. It's enough of a sacrifice. Though I'm certain people can see the blood pouring from my mouth and down my body, like a walking open wound, though I'm certain that the expression of relief and delight mixed with the trail of tears carving their way through the now drying blood is a most off-putting sight, I don't really care. I walk the streets of this city and those who pass me can scream and run if they like. The emperor who walks alongside me, albeit in my imagination, demands honesty. So that's what I'm going to give. The strangest thing? No, not the strangest thing, but rather the best thing, is that, as I walk, bloody and cold and aching and trembling, something between a newborn and a walking corpse. And as I see people arch their brows or pretend not to see me, or walk the other way, or scream, or legitimately just ignore me, as they ignore many, many things around here. Sadly, sadly for them, I mean, I catch the eye of others, other strange, bloody people, somewhere between newborn and corpse, others who look me right in the eye, and see the mess that I am too. Not the same, each of us very unique, different kinds of wounds, after sacrificing or trying to sacrifice different kinds of monsters, unique, and yet one in this experience of, honestly, just trying to find a path, trying, 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 once upon a time. There was a story in your ear. It burrowed deep, deep within to a little place. A shadowy place in your heart where it found a strange little monster taking hold of you. And this story, this one right here, grabbed that little monster of want and lies 
and ego and identity. Grabbed it by the ears and pulled it right up to its bloody maw and whispered, You are not emperor here. And that little monster, whether it stays or whether it goes, I can guarantee you one thing. It, too, trembled. Good night, my friends. Try to be frightful. Be honest. Be the emperor of your own life. I'll be trying to. everybody. Thank you so much for listening into episode 189 of On a Dark Cold Night. Better late than never, right? This is your host, writer, composer, narrator, podcaster, etc., Kristen Zaza. I hope you're doing well out there. Thanks again for your patience with this episode. It's been a bit of a tough time. My family lost someone very special this week. She was one of the strongest people I know and will miss her very much. Knowing that death is more of a pathway than an ending, an opening door rather than a closing one, which is what I believe at least, helps remind me that, sometimes, grief is more of a selfish pain that concerns ourselves and our own loss. But sometimes we can allow ourselves a bit of selfishness, too, to help us through it. I'm well and I'll be alright, and I'm happy to be here doing what I love tonight with you. I'd like to say a big thank you to a couple supporters tonight. First, to Ali M., my latest patron who pledged a monthly amount on Patreon. Thank you so much, Ali. I'm so grateful. Every patron of $1 or more gets access to my complete soundtrack of the show, while patrons of $5 or more get that, as well as a monthly tarot video I upload for every full moon. I believe we have one coming up this weekend, actually. To learn more and to support in the same way Ali M. did, head on over to patreon.com slash darkcoldnight. And I'd also like to send a big thank you to Thomas, who supported what I do by buying me several metaphorical coffees through coffee.com. Thank you so very much, Thomas. That means the world. Supporters on coffee can donate more flexibly on a one-time basis without those perks. To learn more, visit ko-fi.com slash darkcoldnight. And I also have t-shirts and hoodies for purchase at bonfire.com slash on-a-dark-cold-night. If you're enjoying what I do and want to help out in a free way, I'd love it if you left a rating and a review for us on iTunes or anywhere else you like to rate and review podcasts. You can also follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter at a darkcoldnight. Instagram at Dark Cold Night Podcast, Facebook and YouTube under On a Dark Cold Night, or on TikTok at Kristen Zaza. Thank you so much, everybody. Sending lots of love 
and strength this week. Take care of yourselves and each other, and be well. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.